feet left the ground and he flew through the air trying to prevent the winning basket there was a violent collision both players crashed to the ground the basketball rolled around the rim and dropped through the hoop game andre barked as he quickly picked himself off the ground and pounced to a standing position directly over sean sean still sprawled on the ground amazed and disappointed spit a goober in disgust Andre looked at his right hand. It was bleeding from a small gash made sometime between the hard collision and the even harder fall. He glared again at Sean. Nice touch, Sean said to Andre in a mocking tone. Andre squeezed his hand. Blood trickled down his palm. Damn right it was. Nice foul, Andre shot back. Sean jumped to his feet and got in Andre's face. Yeah, you were fouled, Sean answered. Fouled hard, too. So what? Sean got nose-to-nose with Andre. The other players slowly gathered around, forming a circle around the two as they stared each other down. White guy to black guy, eye to eye. Bust him in the jaw, Andre, Cedric shouted. Andre glared. Sean didn't flinch. Go ahead, crank his ass, Cedric roared again. I got your back. The tension built. Finally, Andre cracked a smile. Sean smiled, too. Shut up, Sid, you fool, Andre said as he checked out the small cut on his hand again. Sean threw his arm warmly around Andre's neck, and they started walking off the court. Sorry about that, buddy, but you know how it is. You gotta do what you gotta do on these courts. You all right? I think so. You? asked Andre. Me? scoffed Sean. I'm indestructible. You know that. Andre slowly extended the fingers of his right hand, made a fist, and then extended the fingers again. Yeah, well, I'm not. That was a good finish, Sean said in admiration as they picked their sweatshirts up off the bench by the fence. Was there ever a doubt? Andre asked. After a couple of see-you-laters to the other players, Sean scooped up the basketball and headed along with Andre to the water fountain. Cedric caught up from behind. You lucky I wasn't back there on D, because I would have fouled you so hard, the ball would have been bruised, Cedric warned. If you were playing D, Sean responded with a quizzical look. Man, Cedric, you never play D. Heck, you can't even spell D. Andre and Sean laughed and slapped a high-five with each other. It was a special up-over-and-around high-five that only a select few people in their inner circle knew. And what kind of shot was that anyway, Seth? Sean added. Mikey J was wide open. Mikey J was covered. He was wide open. I never saw him. Then how do you know he was covered? Sean asked, thinking he had Cedric cornered. Because I'm instinctual that way. I got a sick sort of basketball sense, like an extraterrestrial hoop awareness or something. It's just a gift. Yeah, sure, said. Always the star, huh? Sean replied, shaking his head. That's why they call me the court jester, Cedric said proudly. Man, that shot needed a Bible to go in, Andre remarked. And his head needs a bandage, too, Sean added. The three approached the water fountain for an after-basketball gulp of water. 
Cedric, ever the gentleman, darted in front of both Andre and Sean to get the first sip. Cedric pushed the button, closed his eyes, and waggled his big pink tongue in anticipation of a refreshing stream of cold H2O. It never came. Cedric's eyes popped open. Damn! I can't believe this thing's not working again, Cedric said with a look of disgust. They can't do this to us. Who is they, said? Andre asked as he and Sean turned and started to walk away, resigned to the fact that they wouldn't be getting a drink either. Our oppressors, that's who, Cedric answered. Oh, I see, Andre answered with a sarcastic nod of his head. Our oppressors. That's right, our oppressors, Cedric replied. So write your congressman, Andre said as he put on his sweatshirt. Across the front, in small, simple print, the sweatshirt said, The Hoopster. You the writer, you write him, Cedric retorted. Tell him something like how the obvious racial prejudice shown by the water fountains in our neighborhood won't be tolerated anymore by us law-abiding, tax-paying, decent, hard-working folks. You're not a taxpayer, Sean said. I was talking about your mom, Cedric answered with a smirk. Don't get me started on your bucktooth mama, Sean retorted. White people don't even have mamas, Cedric said. They have mommies. Cedric began a high-pitched imitation of a white kid. Mommy, mommy, can I have a dollar? Mommy, mommy, can I have a car? Mommy, mommy, why do we have such small penises? Okay, okay, you can talk trash about my mama, Sean responded, but don't smack about my penis. Whatever, Mr. Four-Inch. Sean paused. That's Mr. Four-and-a-half to you, Buster, Sean shot back. They all laughed. Damn, I'm thirsty, Cedric continued. Andre, let me borrow a dollar to give me a soda or something. Why don't you borrow a job, Andre answered. I wouldn't need a job if the water fountains weren't racist, Cedric responded. If the water fountains are so prejudiced, Andre reasoned, how come Sean can't get a drink either? He's white. That's right. I'm white, Sean said. And you're ugly, too, Cedric added. But unfortunately, you're also the unknowing victim of reverse discrimination. Reverse discrimination, Andre repeated. Yeah, it sickens me, Cedric said. Just sickens me. Andre threw down his hands in futility and started to walk away. Totally ridiculous. Don't you see? Nobody is safe. Cedric raised his voice like a preacher at the Sunday Gospel. We will not be turned away from the waters of the playground. We will not be deprived of the liquid that is our lifeblood. Andre turned to Sean. Let's get out of here. Our grandparents have tasted the wetness of the playground. The grandparents of our grandparents have tasted the wetness of the playground. Cedric bellowed at the top of his lungs, stomping his foot like a modern-day Martin Luther King Jr. You cannot oppress us any longer. Our people will rise and drink from the water fountains again. Andre and Sean walked toward the parking lot, away from Cedric to where Andre's blue Honda Accord was parked. 
It wasn't much of a car. The paint wasn't very shiny, and the motor wasn't very fast. But to a 17-year-old like Andre, this car, his first, would always be a Rolls Royce mixed with a Cadillac, sprinkled with a hint of Ferrari. Andre opened the driver's side door, proud of the fact that he had saved up $3,000 of his own money for a set of wheels he could call his own. And for a teenager from Los Angeles, an automobile wasn't just an automobile. It was freedom. Doesn't he need a ride? Sean asked as he climbed into the front seat. Nope. He just bought one. Andre answered. Cedric bought a car? Sean asked with a sideways look back towards Cedric. Cedric bought a bicycle, Andre answered. Sean and Andre turned around and watched Cedric unlock the most raggedy, beaten-up, hunk-of-junk bike any kid had ever owned. It was lime-colored, with a bright orange security flag, and had a straw basket attached to the handlebars. Cedric proudly mounted his new chariot and started to pedal away, still ranting about injustice. This day shall not go unremembered. Future generations will always know about the great water fountain drought. The sight of Cedric on his new wheels was hypnotizing. He calls it his Pakistani Porsche, Andre informed Sean. You can read history many times, Cedric pontificated, but you can only write it once. Listen to what I say, people. Hear my words. See my actions, Cedric chanted as he rode off into the distance. Your cousin is crazy, Sean finally said to Andre. You should talk, Andre said. Sean flipped open the glove box of Andre's car, looking for some tasty tunes to pump in the...